big debates, unpopular opinions, and a whole lot more. Oh yeah, it's the Once Around Podcast, baby. Hello and welcome back to the Once Around Podcast. I'm Ben. Uh, today I'm joined by Ed, Cameron and Kai. Uh, now Cameron, you've been gone for a little while. Uh, I, I just want to know your current perception of where Derby are compared to when you last came on the podcast. Uh, well, it's good to be back, firstly. Um, and then with regards to where Derby are, I don't think too much has changed because we were still, there was improved performances since when towards the end of December when I um, headed out. But uh, those performances have remained the same. We're still not very good against Rotherham and we're still pretty good against everybody else at the minute, which is um, pleasing. I think four wins in five, is it? I mean, that's kind of what you want and need when you're in a dogfight to um, give you some direction, some confidence, some form. The other teams around us, unfortunately, are still picking up points, though. Um, and we're not by any stretch of imagination out of it, but it's good to uh, be able to pick up points and really against um, good teams, you know, Borough, Bristol City, uh, Bournemouth, all teams towards the top to be able to carry our consistent performances into those games. I think it's very promising for what could potentially happen next year, but obviously the focus is to survive and we're doing a pretty good job of that at the minute, uh, but we'll get to it later. Tuesday's a massive game for us, but every three points is massive when you're at the bottom and it's good to be able to, um, to continue to pick them up even in my absence. Absolutely. Uh, Kai, yesterday we uh, had bought had Middlesbrough, not Bournemouth, Middlesbrough over to Pride Park, and we absolutely smashed Neil Warnock. How how did how did that happen? Especially compared to our three nil loss to them back in November. Well, we didn't take our left back off this time around. That was a good idea. Um, I think King Colin Kazim. Was a big part. Lee Gregory as well on his day, making his full debut, his home debut. He provided what we needed him to. He offered something different to Kazim Richards. He's got a bit more pace about him. He's probably a little bit more direct as well. Whereas Kazim Richards is a nice hold-up play. He'll pass it back to your shinies, your nines, and whatever. Um, yeah, it was a good outlet up top. Got his goal. Got the assist, but I don't think assist really matters in Colin's goal where. I don't really know how how he managed to hit it so cleanly without even putting too much power through his foot. It was just a perfect goal. So, yeah. Um, then he did give the ball away. Colin did their goal anyway, so that was a bit annoying. But apart from that, I think we were fairly solid. We never looked too troubled by them, apart from their goal, which was our complete own doing and a bit of luck. But, yeah, um, a fairly simple 2-1 victory. One thing I will note about Lee Gregory is his positioning. I think positionally, he's probably one of the best we have. He knows exactly where you need to be. Even if he does miss a chance, just getting in that position, being able to hold the ball up. I've got to say as well, his wardrobing of, of just being fouled almost consistently. Uh, I mean, Collins of priority, Jason Knight's getting there, but Lee looks like he's, he's from the Chris Martin academy and he passed with the first um ed were there any standout performances apart from colin and uh gregory i think lee buchanan yet again i think week on week and i know you're ben you always rave about him every week 
near enough and I don't blame you at all. I think he's going from strength to strength. I, I can't remember who said on Twitter, but someone said that he will become the best academy product we've had. I don't disagree. I think he, I think with fullbacks, it's quite, I think there's an easier, I think one of the reasons England have so many good fullbacks is that there's so many different ways to play in those positions. I think some people, you know, like, um, I'm trying to think, so Trent has got, you know, the passing and all that. Then you've got Reese James who can attack. You've got Aaron Bissaka who can defend. And I think because of that, Lee Buchanan has his own role to play and his own progression that he can track because it's, it's, it's individual to him. And I think Derby are very lucky to have him. And he's just, he's in, just, he's, the, the corner, firstly, was he got an assist, which he has, has he, and he set up Collins as well, didn't he? I am rambling on a bit. I'm trying to get to a point, but yeah. it's not coming to me this week. <laughs> um, all in all, I think Lee Buchanan was to stand out for that game. I think a lot, all 11 of them, and even the subs who came on were, were outstanding. But I think the defence for the last 20 minutes was just impeccable. And the fact that we're getting less and less nervous in the last 20 is probably a good sign. We were all still nervous at the weekend, but I think that's just being a Derby fan. But Not not yeah. we as in the fan base, but we as in the team themselves. Yeah, no, yeah, we as in the team. Um, but yeah, no, BB Cannon, that's my point finished. Thank God. <laughs> Um, one player who doesn't seem to be performing at the heights that we really expected, however, is Camille Josviak. Now, I will always stick up for him. I think he's an absolutely fantastic player. However, um, his goal contribution numbers aren't exactly what we expected. Um, he's not progressing the ball near as much as we need. Cameron, what's going wrong with Camille? I just think he's probably low on confidence. I think that he is a high-confidence player, as many wingers are. And I think that he's just going through a tough patch at the minute. But I don't think it's acceptable to keep playing him when he's going through a tough patch. Previously, it was because there wasn't competition in that position. Now we have Patrick Roberts come in. Um, you know, you can you can potentially play Knight out there. I know you probably don't get the best out of him, but you have Louis Sibley as well, who, when he's been in games, has, has looked good recently. I don't think there's a need to just keep playing Jaws like there might have been potentially a couple months ago. So that's honestly my biggest frustration is we just seem to um, constantly play him. Now, there's an argument for both sides. If you drop him, does that affect his confidence? I think that has a lesser effect on his confidence than it does continuing to play him when he's not at his best. I also probably think that, you know, these are human beings. He, he could potentially be missing Bielik. That's a very that's a very strong possibility. You know, his, his best mate, someone he's moved over here with, is done for a year. That's got to have a toll on you as well. Uh, but I think there has been uh, an obvious dip in the last couple of games and performances towards the end of Koku's reign and, and the beginning of, of, of Rooney's reign, he was excellent, very good. Um, but I think since probably the turn of the new year, his performances have gone. I mean, there was two occasions yesterday where he has a brilliant opportunity to attack on goal. One of them he's cleaned through. There's a very questionable shout for a foul. It's never a foul, in my opinion. And then there's another one where he, he's in an excellent position on the edge of the area and just completely falls over the ball and loses the ball. And you still see the odd glimpse in these recent games where he wins the ball back well, he goes on a run, but then he just makes a bad decision. And to me, that's almost entirely confidence. So I think he's just a player that's low on confidence at the minute. And, you know, two a couple of months ago, 
I understand why you keep playing him at the minute. I don't really, because there's competition at that position. I think Waghorn got an opportunity yesterday with Roberts picking up a niggle in the warm-up, according to Rooney, and I think he took that opportunity very well. Uh, if Roberts is fit potentially for Tuesday, um, then I, I, that would be my change, or potentially Sibley. But, um, do, you, do you think that there's maybe something in Josviak's contract that means if he's fit, he has to play? Do you, do you think that could be a factor or I don't think so but you know I, I don't I don't really know if any of the players what any of the players contracts say at the minute because they're being paid on a monthly basis so they're not <laughs> so um I don't think anything like that is I think Rooney probably just likes him but he's a player who is low on confidence and I don't think playing him is actually doing him a lot of good I think a, a break in a game especially a game potentially on Tuesday where he could potentially get the kicked all over the pitch, so to speak. I think a, a game out for him could do him a lot of good. But the last couple of games, I think there's a, a very valid argument. He's potentially been one of our worst starters. And that's that's complete confidence, in my opinion, because we've seen against Forest and we've seen in other games earlier in the season that when he turns it on, he can be great. But we've not seen that enough in the new year. Absolutely. Um Kai, we experimented with a brand new system yesterday, a 4-4-2. Well, not brand new, as in Rooney made it from there, just that this current team haven't really been playing that sort of style. Do you, do you think this tells a lot about Rooney's brain as a coach and sort of his adaptability? Yeah, I think it's probably some of the best management we've seen for quite a few years. Because, to be honest, Lampard decided just to keep with this 4-3-3 system the whole time. Uh, Koku was so insistent on that 4-2-3-1 sort of situation as well. So I think we must have seen about four or five like, sort of uh, formation changes between, from Rooney so far. And it's working. I mean, the one he probably should have changed it for was Rotherham in a different way. He changed it then, but it didn't work. But you learn as a manager and... Sometimes it just happens where it doesn't work, pay off. He basically went and matched up with Neil Warnock yesterday. It paid off. And I think we will see that a couple more times this season because of Gregory's influence with Kazim Richards. Kazim Richards looked a lot more confident, I'd say, mm. maybe alongside another striker. Comfortable, against... I'd say. Yeah, he, because against QPR and whatever, sometimes he'd get a, bit, a little bit isolated. I know he scored against QPR, but... It's quite difficult sometimes when you've not got the pace of another striker, maybe like uh, your Waggons or Gregory, that you have to be, you're very isolated on your own up there. Mm. And he wanted someone to, like an outlet, basically. And he's got that in Gregory. It also allows Waggon and Yosiak to make the runs in behind because they've got two players holding it up or one player going round about with them. So yeah, it worked out. I think we might see it next weekend well against Watford possibly against Forest as well but not against Wickham I think we'll go back to our normal style against Wickham because that's the one we're most used to and that's the one we're probably best at still I kind of disagree with that I think we're going to keep the exact same style here and then revert to our normal style against the more technical well trying to be technical teams like Forest um I, I, I wouldn't say Forest are technical to be honest no no they're not but they really try to be Watching them <laughs> against Bournemouth, they quite a defensive out. Like mm. they sit, they sit defensively, mm. and I mean it works for them. Don't get me wrong, but 
yeah, I mean, Wickham's, Wickham will be the biggest game of the season, I think. Because if we get three points there... Imagine saying that at the start of the season. Oh, well, it's gosh. it should be a guaranteed three points. So, yeah. and if we drop points against them, I think we're back in trouble. So, it's a weird one because we're only nine points off top six, uh, or seventh now, which mm. is stupid as well. So, that, that is a end bit up getting, wild, isn't it? If you end up getting a good run towards the end of the season, you, you can end up finishing somewhere as high as ninth, I think, which is almost ridiculous to say, considering where we were a couple of weeks ago. Absolutely. Ed, are you worried about Wickham at all? Because while in our 1-1 home draw, um, we look completely dominant and we only took a point from the game. So are you worried about Wickham Wanderers? I mean, if a Derby fan says he's not, then I disagree massively. In any game against any team in the bottom eight, nine, ten teams is a is a worrying game for us at the moment. We 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 keep beating the teams at the top. We keep putting up good performances against the Brentfords, the Bournemouths, Norwich earlier in the season. Like that's fine. We can cope with that. We we, we seem to be big game players in terms of being the underdog. But as soon as we're on paper the better team. We, we seem to be bottling it at the moment, which isn't unlike Derby to do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I, I'm scared about Wickham, but not in, not scared of Wickham. I think that's probably the best way of putting it because the result is a massive one. And like I was saying, like one this result could push us up the table or could get us right back down in it. We're really not out of it yet, I think. Wickham will be hard to beat. I, I agree with you about the formation as well. I do think we might stick with top, top because I don't know if a lot of teams have tried to match Wickham this season because Wickham are trying to match other teams. So it, it, I think it would be interesting to see if we can... Because um, it's quite new as well. I think Wickham might be less prepared for a 4-4-2 from Derby County. you said so Wickham so many times. Wickham, Wickham <laughs> and then Wickham as well. So, yeah, I, I'm very worried. And... They've still got fight in them, ultimately. You know, they aren't... As much as people are saying they're down and out of it, I do think they are down and out of it, but they're, they're playing. They're playing football. They're picking up results. So as soon as the team's doing that below us, we've got to be worried. So, yeah, yeah that's Wickham. <laughs> uh, there are a few players that I am worried about. Obviously, there's Adebayak and Fenwar who can cause us all number of problems, but I don't think he's going to start. Um, I, have a, I have a few oh Wickham friends uh, about, so they, they've informed me uh, that their J Knight, Josh Knight, uh, centre-back, is putting in absolutely fantastic performances at the moment. Uh, they've got the self-described Albanian Messi in Anis Mehmeti, uh, who I'm, again, quite scared of, especially against a, a smaller and well, not less physical, but just less physically present uh, a midfield of Shinny and Knight. Because while it's a great midfield, Bielik would improve that tenfold, um, either for Shinny or Knight. Um, Cameron, how many points do you think we need from our next couple of games? It's a big, it's a big opportunity. I'm going to answer this like a politician and not give you a direct answer immediately. Okay. Um, it's it's a big opportunity purely because the teams around us 
have very difficult fixtures. Coventry, they go on. I give sorry. you uh, five, the next five fixtures. See, okay. okay. So Wickham away, Watford away, Huddersfield at home, Forest at home, Cardiff away. The most difficult one in those fixtures to me is honestly Cardiff. And I know that sounds weird because Watford's in there, but Watford's the type of game we get a result in that no, because that's just the t- thing we do. We like Brentford away, for example. I would say that the target should be 10 points. I think anything more than that is fantastic. And so long as it's not less than six or seven points, I'd be happy um, is what I would say from those games. Because if we get six or seven points from those games, we're up to 37 or 38 points. To me, the target is 45 points to stay in the division. It keeps us ticking along, keeps us in a good position to get to that target. And what I was going to say was... uh, the teams are all in very difficult fixtures at the minute. I've just had a quick look through them then while Ed was talking. I mean, Coventry have a ridiculous run. I think they play the top four in their next three games. But then the other teams around us as well. I mean, Birmingham have a fixture coming up against Bournemouth and Norwich. Sheffield Wednesday have to go to, um, you know, Stoke. That's not easy. We're playing Huddersfield. So that's in our hands. You know, the teams around us... Keogh and Holmes will be up for it. Yeah, yeah. Rotherham are going Bournemouth next. I mean, there's some very, there's a big opportunity this this these upcoming fixtures, especially in the games against Wickham and Huddersfield, where if we can get six points from those two games, I think it does wonders for our season and and moves us in the right direction and and affects teams around us negatively, obviously as well. Um, but yeah, I think the target should be ten points from those five games. We will lose one at least. Um, I don't know where if I had to call it. I'd probably say Cardiff um, and I'd try and get a point at Watford and try and win the other three would be my target. Um, and if we achieve that, I think we're almost at a point where we're literally we're almost safe. If we achieve that, we're at 41 points if we get 10 points from those five games. So um, the opportunity is there, but that's usually this season when we've had the opportunity to kick on, we've not taken it. So that's why, like Ed says, I am quietly concerned about Tuesday night not because we're playing Wickham because it's an opportunity and, and so far this season we've we've missed many opportunities yeah can I also just say not a single 3 3 p.m kickoff on our, uh, all of them are 7:45 or 7 uh, on Tuesday Friday Tuesday Friday Tuesday and then on the we have Coventry away on a three o'clock kickoff as, a, as the sixth fixture Kai do you change the lineup against Wickham? Um, yeah, because of Josviak. I think you bring Josviak out and you bring Robertson. I think that's the one change I make. Um, I don't know how close to fitness Lawrence is. He keeps on, he's been on social media quite active recently. So I think he might make the bench at least, possibly. So if he, we can bring him on for 20 minutes or so, that'll be decent. But yeah, I think if you're going to change one thing, it'll probably be Josviak. I mean, Wagon provide the corner, which... We've been exceptional all season now. Our corners have been so good this year. Mm. So, yeah. Um, and I don't know where they've come from because we never have been that good at corners before. But this year we've produced so many quality deliveries into the box. So maybe Rooney's been working on players with that. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that's the only change I'd make for Patrick Roberts, see what he's got in him. And, if he's a little bit injured still, it'll probably be Josviak again then. A change I would make, which I don't think many people would suggest or think about, I'd actually drop Wisdom and bring in Mengi. Um, I think Wickham are very physical going forward. I actually think Wisdom was 
he made some good challenges against Borough, but the ball over the top done him three times in that game. Completely done him. Matt Clark had to cover him several times. And I think there's going to be a lot of that in the game on Tuesday night. And I think it's a good opportunity with Mengi coming in and getting a taste of it on Tuesday in a physical game against Borough. And okay, he didn't really do much, but um, we we didn't really allow a clear chance in the final moments other than that half chance for Mendes Lang. I think that's a, a great opportunity for him. I just fear, honestly, wisdom starts that he could potentially be bullied because I actually think Wisdom's last two performances have been poor. And now that there is an option in that position, an obvious option, do you try it? That's one I would potentially change. I I have to say, though, I'm a big believer of not really changing a winning team. But if I did have to make a change, that would be one that I would seriously consider just purely because of the type of fixture this is going to be. And I think Wisdom could be caught out. I just don't see Rooney doing it. I I think it makes sense on paper. And I think Mengi coming in as this like young, pacier defender, I think it, it, it would make sense in an ideal world. Maybe if we weren't down there, then perfect. But I just think because Rooney's had this back four slash five when Evans was still playing and stuff, um, because he's had that, he's had wisdom and Clark at the heart of that defence for most of his time here, I, I don't see him doing it. But, it also wouldn't surprise me if he did for all the reasons that you said. I, th- I think Tuesday is kind of a make or break game. Week but week on week, every game seems to be becoming more and more important. And until we get out of that phase of every game being important, I can't see him taking too many risks because he tried to take a risk against Rotherham last week and that ended up was being dumped 3-0. So I don't know. I don't know. But again, I, w- I wouldn't be shocked to see th- that kind of change. Yeah, I mean, I think you could go back to the Wickham game at home. Wisdom was at fault for their goal as well. So I get what Cam's saying about him being bullied because it it has happened before against this side. So, yeah, I'm just not sure how much he'll risk it with an, with an 18-year-old who's not really had any professional football in his career apart from five minutes against Middlesbrough and five minutes in the Europa League at the start of the season. So, yeah, I think he'll stick with Wisdom and Clark. I, I think he does trust them as a pair. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right, I think it's time for our Wickham predictions. Edward, how do you see this game going? Um, down to the wire. Um, again, it's going to be one of those games where it's either nil-nil or 3-0. It's, I think it's going to be all or nothing from both teams. Um but I think, again, as, as we keep saying, the first goal is the main, you know, performance indicator of where we're going to end up in that game. If we score first, I think we win 3-1. If we can see first, I see us losing 1-0. I don't see them scoring many, but I've just said that now, so they're going to score three. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think this is that game where, you know, we scored two at the weekend. We've been scoring one goal a game fairly consistently other than the Birmingham anomaly. So it would be nice to see the team, now they've got some fresh additions as well, to kind of put this game to bed and put that kind of hoodoo to bed and just kind of get us out of it. But again, who, who knows? Who knows? Absolutely. Uh, Kai, score prediction? It will win 2-0. I'm quietly confident. Um, I trust Rooney's 
game plan. So yeah, I think we'll win two. You know, they it took a lot out of them yesterday as well against Huddersfield. They had to put a lot into that match to get the three points, hand in hand with Richard Keir's defending. But um, no, I, I'm fairly confident with this, especially if we go this two up top setup with Gregory and Kazim Richards, and Kazim Richards decides to score another thirty yard screamer. Um, but yeah, I think 2-0, Kazim Richards and Gregory again to get the goals. Keep the form going into a massive match on Friday night. Absolutely. Finally, Cameron. I think we will scrape by a very edgy game that could potentially have us kind of kicking every ball like we were the last 10 minutes against Borough. I think that we'll win by a goal. I do think Wickham will probably score though, so I think it might be a repeat scoreline of, of the Middlesbrough game 2-1 if we stay with two up top. If we don't stay with two up top, my prediction would be 1-0, but I'm going that the team's not going to be changed. So I'm going to say 2-1 Derby, and I believe that um, Gregory will score for us again, and I think that Jason Knight might get on the score sheet as well, and Joe Jacobson for Wickham. Um, we'll ping in a free kick. So I would say 2-1 to Derby, but I think this is going to be a very cagey game. And like Ed says, whoever scores first, I'll be very worried if Wickham score first. I don't think we picked up any points when we've conceded first, have we? Okay. So um, I would be very concerned if they score first. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for my prediction, Wickham are going to score first, but uh, we're going to bring it to a 2-2 draw so that will be Mehmehi and uh, Ikpenzu Akpizu uh, the striker with a goal and also for us Nathan Byrne and Shinny why not uh, yeah I, I think it'll be a nice nice little fixture go 1-0 1-1 and then we get like a last minute winner not last minute equaliser against them and yeah. That wouldn't be the end of the world. If we no. lose, it's it's a bad result. I think it's a not must-not-lose game. Um, so that wouldn't be the end of the world, but it's just such an opportunity for us to go there and win and, and move further away. Do you think it helps the fact that Huddersfield lost there yesterday if we lose on Tuesday? I think it's a, bit, a little bit less embarrassing. <laughs> In a strange way, yeah. Um it's 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 just it's a really strange fixture, and I I don't think we can properly know how to feel until it's happened. It's it's it, it's a really that's a really strange way to put it, but I I just don't think we'll properly realise the implications of the result until I don't know maybe a few weeks after the fixture. It's that is that important that we'll never yeah. Right. Well, thank you so much for listening to the What's Around podcast. Uh, I've been Ben, been joined by Ed, Cameron and Kai. And hopefully Derby go to Adams Park and smash up Wickham. Up the boys. (laughs) 